This week, we get introduced to Manson's female counterparts, Mary, Sadie, and Lucy. Yes, I mean the one that's in the sky with diamonds. Welcome to Monsters of the Midwest. Hey everybody, welcome back to Monsters of the Midwest. Uh, we are recording together. I know, we're in, in real time, real people here. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, as you guys know, I live in Texas and Amanda lives in Ohio, but I had to make an impromptu uh, Ohio trip to get my house ready to put on the market and lo and behold somebody already made me an offer so right. I sold the house in like less than four hours lots to fucking celebrate lots to celebrate also the fact that we're in person I'm excited about that yes um so if we sound a little awkward it might be because we are because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think god it like we recorded what it was our H.H. Holmes. It was like the beginning of our last podcast was like the last time we did this in person, yep. other than like our live like yeah. live streaming. So, yeah. So we're going to check this out. We're so we try get to it. stare at each other uncomfortably and tell right. you guys a tale. Right. Right. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So um, thank you guys for still tuning in to all these um, Manson episodes. I know that if you're like me, uh, you're a fan of like one and done get them in get them out like with podcast episodes so this right. is this is a little different for a little different flavor we promise it's not going to be forever like this we have a lot on deck that are just single yeah. one one parters it's right. just that we got super excited about what we wanted to cover and it just happens that we threw a lot of heavy hitters right all in the same spot we so, did we did do that and so thanks you, for staying with us on that we're one. trying to grab you by the cojones right <laughs> right we're trying to get in there and just you know raw dog it right off the bat I guess I don't know I couldn't think of anything uh cool to say it's it's easier if we talk about people that everyone already knows and then we can get into like the lesser known cases like most true crime podcasts right now do anyways so right but I I feel like that with that comes the um obligation to do it the right way or the way that we want to tell it and I think that's where at least for me, as the stories that you guys have seen that I've led are, you know, two, three parters, whatever, four, four parters for this one, <laughs> um, you know, last in a long time, got that longevity, but um, I want to tell it the right way and I want to make sure that I get all the stuff in there that is important to me because I feel like there might maybe be somebody else that it's important to them too. Right. So, but yeah, we, uh, we thank you guys for staying with us and uh, here we go. Let's go for part three. Uh-oh. So where we left off last time, he, you know, Charlie had just stepped out of prison. He didn't want to go. He has his guitar in hand. He was just, you know, basically thrown off to the wolves. Like, okay, fuck. Like, what am I going to do now? Nobody. (laughs) So um, getting on that bus, whatever the hell bus picked him up, he found himself in Berkeley. uh, And he was crashing with a guy that he met in prison. Okay. Um, which we already know that that's not probably going to end out well. And within a week or two, the wife of the man that he met in prison said, nope, we ain't doing this. You, <laughs> uh, pass. Yeah. I thought you were going to just stay here overnight. Now this is like, you know, a full-time gig. I'm not here for it. <laughs> You're not crashing on the couch anymore. You're moving shit in. Like, right. No, right, we're not no, doing right, that. Right. Right. So he now spends his days wandering around Berkeley, wandering the streets, you know, 
he took a lot of buses for the full route through the city at night to just to have a place to like rest his head or attempt to sleep in the beginnings of right. when he got out of prison, you know, like until they kicked him off at the end of the line. Um, yep. Yep. That happened a lot in Cleveland, like on in the transit, it would go like the red line would go from one end of Cleveland all the way to the airport and just homeless guys would just sleep on right. there basically because they got all day bus pass and they just needed to be like out of the elements. And that's kind of like what um, from the research I did, that's kind of like what he right. fell into. Damn, um, that that sucks. Right. But, you know, like we said many times before, he's been institutionalized basically 90 percent of his whole literal entire life so when he went into prison the world was a lot different than what it is that he's finding himself outside of prison the youth culture is different the music is different just you know i mean we are in the the era of free love and the beatles and all this shit and this is all new to him other than what they've allowed him to see in the past you know 10 fucking years he's been in jail yeah but berkeley you know, luckily for him, I guess, was the epicenter of this entire revolution that was going on. Oh, lucky him. Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of fell into a a nice spot. Good old Cali. Everybody's going to Cali, right? Now everyone's leaving Cali. Right. So, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's run its course, but. Must have. I mean, COVID took Cali out pretty hard. Oh, (laughs) terrible. Yeah. I, I, I promise I'm not laughing at anybody that's from Cali, but it's just like. That was the place that we all, at least from the Midwest, had dreamed like, oh, my God, that's where the dreams are. That's where we need to go to to be something in the world. And now it's like they're all flooding here. And it's like it ain't that great here either. We had to sidebar. We had to in Texas explain to people from California who are not used to like tornadoes. A warning oh, means this. A watch means this. Just, oh, shit. Just yeah. to be careful because there was tornadoes hitting us. And they were like, I don't know what to do. You know, you only see it if you don't get that type of weather. Right. Like we don't get wildfires like they do. So right. that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one of my friends that lives out in Colorado, he was just like, nope, we're still on fire. I was like, what do you mean you're still on fire? He goes, nope, we've been on fire for about three weeks now. And I'm like, what? Right. It's just so bizarre to hear that. Like, so it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, tornadoes there. Ever so popular here. <laughs> but um, anyways, back to the story. At this point, he's like grasping a straw. He's trying to like figure out a way to get ends meet. Try, I mean, he has no place to stay. He's literally the homeless of the homeless. So he's like, um, I'm going to try and go back to pimping. You know, that's what I what I right. know. Big pimping. What, get it. Get, it did not work no. at all because the everything has changed so much. Like now females are wearing more. Um, at, at the time that he was doing it, it was it was, you know, the the 50s, 60s were like females dress like females and now it's like oh we're in the the summer of love and like they're wearing jeans and they're wearing you know yeah bell bottoms loose fitting tops and this is not like you know the feminine you know physique and whatever that he knew how to pimp out like this was weird for him so this was he was very much out of his element you know there was more of like a gender bending aesthetic I yeah suppose. like gender fluidity right. type of leisure suits and all that fun stuff right it was just completely different but the 70s had like those single suits like the rompers for males and females they were all the same like a friend of mine she posts on facebook a lot of like 70s fashion and it was all the same type of stuff really like being very 
gender inclusive at yeah, that point. gender fluid yeah. yeah but i mean that was when it started like the 60s the love revolution like it started into like the 70s and the 80s obviously hair bands i mean that was just opening <laughs> up oh, doors yes. but at this point he had only known like the you know the 50s housewife type thing and like yeah that's right. what they had at home so i can help you find your you know whatever you want outside of your home we can we can do that here but it still was very like female versus male and this right. was like new to him women didn't wear denim they didn't wear those type of tops they didn't they yeah. were still literally wearing bras and now they're not like all this, <laughs> all this kind of stuff so right like, buy bras so right. his his pimp game was not going weak. so well yeah weak as fuck pretty much <laughs> um and what he had came across was that like when i say people in the straight world that is not meaning straight versus gay that means like the you know working nine to five wearing a suit every day to work blah 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 the straight laced oh. world i guess but that yeah. in a lot of the research they said oh well blah 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 the straight world so that's what i'm meaning when i when i talk about this but he complained a lot that the people in the straight world would not pay for these women like this they wanted over glamorized females they wanted you know like oh yeah right perky titted bras females like you know like the shit you can't get at home like now they're seeing all this loosey-goosey mess they don't want to pay for this <laughs> so and, and they didn't pay for it right you know yeah. um and not to mention, like, the summer of love. Love was literally free at this point. People were, like, <laughs> right. cool to explore things <laughs> that they weren't. Free so, love. Yeah, right. in the literal sense. Like, right. no one's paying for that. You're just putting your boobies out there like right. that. Exactly. No, I mean, who cares? Right. Right. So the Bay Area was flooded with tons of politicized, like, rebellious teenagers that were like, fuck the man. We're doing this. We're going to, you know, we're going to clash on every literal thing our parents ever said to us we're gonna go against it <laughs> right and he's trying to like familiar familiarize himself and like kind of see you know get in wherever he fits in because at this point he doesn't fit in literally anywhere his whole yeah, life yeah it's like a and, culture shock like right. i've never seen this in my life because i've been locked up and all of a sudden he gets out and it's like Nothing's... such an such an eye-opener right like, i can't believe that it it's moved that quickly in 10 years right and then you know there was Everybody that was coming into the Bay Area at this time, they were like trying to get away from the quote unquote straight world and they were trying to do like there's no limits on all of our actions. And it, this just was like mind boggling to him. And of course, then also the war. And there was a lot of like the anti politics yeah. that came along with the war. And that's kind of where he fell in. And I think that's where he found his like little crew at that point was like, you know, like protesters, war protesters, whatever. Yeah. But what he kept finding was that more and more so doors just kept continuously closing on him. And it made him extremely anxious, extremely um, like his self-worth was just completely diminished at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, he went through that with like his mom coming back into his life and then, you know, his his ex-wife and stuff while he was in prison. I mean, we, we've talked about all of his things like it just it, it's continuously going downhill for him. Yeah. The world keeps shitting on him. <laughs> really right and so the berkeley san francisco area is obviously where he's at but he kind of went back and forth you know taking those bus rides and trying to see like and i don't know cali at all so no, if i'm either. mixing up the area i apologize but i really don't know i'm just going by what research i found but this is like see i didn't even know berkeley was a town i thought that was a college i mean that is a college <laughs> but i don't right. know apparently it's a town yeah so anyways but um 
near San Francisco, maybe. I don't know. Please at me and let me know if I'm fucking this all up. Because <laughs> uh, I, I like to learn, too. <laughs> but um, so this is kind of like the mecca of where all these kids are leaving the Midwest. They're leaving everywhere else to come and like, you know, say, fuck it to the man. And we're going here. Right. It's like a big road trip type thing right back then like everyone get in the van and we're just gonna go road trip to such and such we're gonna go to california and we're just gonna live our best lives on the road like that was really the peak at that time the 70s absolutely like yeah 60s 70s yeah and you know this is a whole lot of different type, like different types and flavors of freedoms that are all starting to get intertwined in this one area of Mm -hmm. you know the u.s and so there was people searching for like spiritual freedom. There's people searching for enlightenment. They were intertwined with the people that just wanted to get fucking high and say, fuck my parents. <laughs> they are all in this big Mecca. And he's trying to like reroute his life and figure out what the hell is important to him. And all these things are getting intertwined. Like all these like, well, this is why we're here. This is what's going on. This is what's important. You know? So he literally knows. I have no fucking clue. All I know is that the job I used to have worked really well. Now it doesn't fucking work. And I have nowhere to go, you know? Right. So also big at the time, like the freedom for women to explore, you know, sex and love outside of marriage was hugely intertwined with the fact that it was cool for bitches to get high. They wanted to get high, you know? Um, And also for men had the opportunity to go and get their fucking rocks off. And I'm not just saying this, like, (laughs) and that can go gender wise either way. But that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there was so many different things that were, at play at this point but literally like the only ticket of entry to any scene that he had was basically the non-conventional I don't want to say homeless but the homeless society that was inside these you know courtyards of these colleges and so that's where he started going yeah like playing the guitar out on the lawn and you know I mean as frisbee man right you know hacky sack I'm just kidding (laughs) but not then but you know you know but to sum it up like good intentions were very hard to distinguish from the bad intentions. And often by the time that they, you could distinguish like, is this person like here for my best intentions? It was probably too late and drugs were probably involved and just shit got real fucking, it was all a mess. Everything was messy. Mm -hmm. Um, So going off like his thoughts and teachings that he learned in prison, uh, he walked up in this newfound world that he had, you know, uh, going from park to park and meeting randoms all day long walking up the same street back and forth, uh, talking about the fucking revolution, um, (laughs) meeting people in the Black Panthers and realizing, like, that's not the people I want to associate with for whatever reason. He started to build a whole lifestyle around hate and disgust. And, you know, he finally found himself with, like, a pocket full of racism like with all this stuff oh great just from his own like self-hate and like the hate of like what the world has become and why it has forsaken him in such a way but obviously he came across a lot of hate with the the black panthers because he was exactly everything they are against so that didn't help him at all but he started to preach you know all of his racist parts of his I don't know, teachings or whatever the fuck you want to call them. I don't know. Like yeah, his, like his convictions His doctrine or, or whatever. Right. I don't want to bring it churchy, but, you know, doctrine. Um, he believed that men of color 
are never going to be as intelligent as him. They're never going to be as intelligent as the white man. Um, he believed that men of color couldn't get their hands on the weapons that could easily, or, oh, I'm sorry, that they could get their hands on any of the disgusting weapons that could topple down this war that everybody was fighting against. So he for somehow fucking started believing that people of color were the people that were causing everybody to go to war. We interrupt your regularly scheduled debauchery to talk to you about some other cool cats. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, <laughs> but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> The show really feels like just kicking back with us at home and chatting about monsters and tragedies, but having a few laughs along the way. Just like we'd be doing if the mics were off, frankly. <laughs> you can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. Forever and ever and ever. What do you think? Their links are in the description, so go check them out, you turkeys. Time to agitate the gravel and get back to Coolsville. Oh, wow. I did a lot of research trying to find out where the basis of that come, and I'll be honest, I could not find anything that was, like, not... Anything that had, like, backing on it. So right. I don't want to go too deep into it, but that's what he thought, you well, know? Well, because, like, shortly after that... That's when, like, the race riots and stuff were happening, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, was he off base in thinking that they started the war? Yeah. I mean, duh. For sure. You've been living in a fucking cinder block house, dude. Like, no. Literally, right. But when it comes down to it, like, it did eventually happen like that. Like, the race war, like, the race riots and stuff, that was prime time, like, 60s, 70s. Right. And that, actually, that's the next bullet point I have. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. you know how it was just like an apocalyptic type thing like the whole civil rights movement was so like oh nuts right yeah i couldn't imagine living during that time and like having to go through that type of shit like we've made leaps and bounds as far as i'm concerned with that and it's still not even enough and it's, it's like really yeah yeah but like and you know as sick as that is like i said unfortunately like that's that's just how it was at that time you know just like you said also it's that was what it was. And so I don't want to dive deep into a lot of his um, racial slurs and shit like that because I don't believe in it. So I'm not going to say it. Right. But we're going to move past that. But th this whole, you know, tangent, I guess he we could say he went on mm -hmm. because of the racial issue. This just gave him a newfound flavor of alienation. So this had, you know, more people even hating him. Nobody, you know, this family that he is searching so hard to find, now he's just being alienated even worse, like, as that crazy fucking idiot that wants to say slurs and is homeless and nobody gives a fuck. 
basically. Damn, that's terrible, though. Right, right. Like, look at this crazy dude living on the street corner just, like, saying all this random shit. Like, right. not even contributing to the cause, right. not really. not contributing to anyth- anything, <laughs> literally anything right. in the world. So he started getting so intertwined and obsessed with, uh, I guess you could call them preachings, about how, like, his whole thought process on the whole thing or his whole, like doctrine whatever the fuck and so he was literally literally that crazy fucking idiot in the homeless person <laughs> smelly as fuck with a guitar in you know the middle of the city just like on the corner pre- preaching like... to fucking nobody preaching to fuck like like when we went to lost lands the first time like well oh. first time remember the guy that was out there was like oh jesus this and that blah 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 in the middle of the road and so we're like space jesus what like no. yeah it but was like, really bizarre like so fucking bizarre well that's pretty much where he was at like he was alienated like nobody even wanted to come up and like fucking talk to him and at this point he's still a very good looking guy he's still you know at least tries to take care of himself but he just is oh fucking quacker job i don't know like just <laughs> fucking whack as fuck but it wasn't until like you know a couple of weeks went by and he was realizing okay well this isn't helping me any like i'm not you know right. even yeah. though i believe in Hello. this like this isn't helping me any so he's like i'm gonna put this on the back burner and i'm gonna try a different yeah. route you know just i'm gonna try something else see if this works it on the back burner and he's sir. like I need to find myself a, a place to sleep because this whole riding the buses, sleeping in the, you know, middle of the wherever is not working for me. Yeah. And pimping's not working. It's not <laughs> good. So he decides that he's going to go into Berkeley Library and he's going to see what kind of ladies there are in there. Um, oh. uh, his He came across a very shy, meek everything I found this is so terrible saying everything that I found on her is that it was she was quote unquote far from beautiful oh um she was a virgin and her name was Mary Brenner okay so, so Mary she Brenner was a, she was a librarian no she was studying in the library oh this time. okay 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 but anything that you have found on Manson like any like reenactment like whatever everybody talks about mary because mary's the first girl that gets pregnant mary is like his his longtime og she's the ride or die bitch that is that oh, is mary okay, okay. The so i'll go got it <laughs> right Aww. um but she's the perfect mark for him you know she endured all of his like self-esteem manipulations he he didn't even ha- like he even spoke about how he didn't even have to get physical with her in like an aggression type sense because she was just very willing to have his attention and very she was willing. probably very willing to have anyone's attention. Exactly. Yeah. So before they knew like. it, you know, um, he started frequenting there. You know, he did whatever he did to swoon her over. And they got themselves their own apartment together. Wow. Sounds like Sean great. Yeah. You know. Yep. It <laughs> really bit, does. It really bit. does. Well, he sat at the apartment and practiced guitar all day and talked about his music career, which, you know, if you know anything about him, he was very obsessed with that. Um, that was non-existent at this point. Uh, yes. Yes, exactly. Except for that promise that he was given that never fucking yeah, came, how, became to anything. How did that happen? How did that work out for you? Terrible. Um, but she believed in his music career. She was all about it. She believed in him. She loved him. He, you know, and... For the most part, at this point in time, he literally did worship the ground she walked on mm. because, you know, I mean, she's paying bills. She's doing this. She's he's gaining things out of it. So whatever. I will leave that up to whoever to 
decide what the true intentions were. But I mean, at this point, he is very good to her. Okay. Even though she's paying all the fucking bills and we'll, doing we'll all see. That. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so now you know he decides he's gotta go back to this fucking music career of his, and so he's deciding to take um, day trips during the day while she's at work to go kind of venture out and see if anybody grasps onto his, you know, his great, great music or whatever the, his songs about racism and, and female, how females are terrible basically was his oh, first God. like music stuff. Um, but he went across the Bay and he went to San Francisco at this time to try and see if, you know, he could get anything there. It was the hate Ashbury district actually. And this is where, all of those young bucks that are coming from the Midwest that want to come, this is where they're flocking to. This oh. is where the drugs are. This is where the, you know. All the good times are. Right. All the, uh, you know. The land of opportunity. The land Just, of opportunity wow. and no fucking bra and fuck the man. This is where it's at. This is where he found <laughs> himself. You know, the socially righteous people um, don't find themselves there like they do in Berkeley. So he had to get. Oh, he had to, okay. You know, He's with his more of his kind of people yes, now. Yes, yes. Oh, so, all right. But the San Francisco hippies weren't really the activists like they were in Berkeley either. So he was had just got this whole like new persona of being an activist and all this stuff and the civil rights and all this blah 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 bullshit. Um, but he found that this was a place of like escapist. Everybody wanted to escape. Nobody wanted to be anywhere else where anybody else was. And this was a huge thing for him because this is what started. Well, let's escape. Let's go to all these places that he ends up going to. Okay. Um, you know, they didn't want to change the straight world. They were they were tired of trying to change the straight world. They realized that they were insignificant enough to not be able to change it. We just want to escape it. We just want to go away. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. These that's, are new. These are new options for him. So that's these are like um, in the movie Across the Universe. Where they're on the bus and they start, um, it's like a group of people and they start um, like tripping and they uh, they start doing like, they're in the field, like Strawberry Fields was playing for a little bit oh, and then yeah. they were like having like a whole love fest type of thing. Like yep. this is what I That's imagine. That's exactly what this is. That's a, yeah. Okay. So like, you know, here the, the girls, they wore flimsy dresses and they were all most certainly on drugs. All of them. In this area, the hate district, LSD was 100% legal, and it was extremely available. So, oddly enough, the girls that came to San Francisco wanting to free their minds and expand their experiences from, you know, their Midwestern bullshit that they came from, mm. they, you know, they're also wanting to, like, rebel against our parents, and we have our own freedom. Uh, it was very intertwined with we're going to get really fucked up on drugs all day and we're going to see how this pans out for us. Oh, so, good. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Solid plans. It, it's almost like he found himself in the midst of like a micro society. Like. Wow. Not, not necessarily like a drug society, but also a freedom base. I don't know. There was a lot of factors that went on to where he just found himself. You know, the gender dynamics are very blurred. <sighs> you literally don't have to pay for anything like drugs are free drugs are there they're legal i don't know just very different from yeah. everywhere else that he's been you know yeah, from the more, worlds they all left behind loose. yeah real loose loose as fuck <laughs> but this is where i'm gonna candy flip that story though uh -oh. speaking of drug culture i'm gonna candy flip that story and i'm gonna bring it to an end for today because i'm gonna leave you with some chilling quotes from the man himself i want you to 
let these quotes marinate with you. Evaluate them. Think about them. Because we're still talking about the, a monster here. You know, this is a, a huge monster. Yeah. You know, I, I've played a little woe is me game. Woe is me a little <laughs> bit. All right. But here's a couple of quotes from him. So the mind is endless. You put me in a dark society and you put me in a solitary cell. And then you ask me, when is it ever going to end? You expect me to think this is ever going to end. To me, it's hard for me to smile. It's hard for me to be anything. The universe is here. The world is here. I'm locked behind bars. But behind bars is the only time my mind is ever completely free. Okay, here's another one. We're all in our own prisons. We're all for our own wanderers. And we all do what we do on our own time. I can't judge anyone else for what they believe in, the people they follow, or what they feel is right. I can't judge anyone else at all. I am my own person, and I have never been free my entire life. The only affair that I know is to be completely intertwined behind bars, and I don't know how to approach the rest of life. Can't you see that when even though I'm intertwined behind bars that I'm actually free? Sanity is a very, very small box. Insanity is everything else I'm consumed by. Damn. So, in our final installment, I'm going to discuss the demographic of this area, the times. I'm going to, we already know about Mary. I'm going to go into the astrological aspect of it. I'm really going to dive deep into that. So, I hope you guys still join us for that because it is going to be a little bit of a longer episode but I promise there's reason to it. <laughs> um, right. I'm going to also go into and read for filth um, a couple of his longtime OG followers of the cult. There was uh, 127 ish people. Oh, wow. You know, that were in the cult throughout the throughout the whole time. But there were some significant heavy hitters. And I'm going to touch on. I'm going to touch on certain astrological aspects of the people that were loyal to him and the people that flipped on them and see flipped on him and see how that I'm just going to read him for filth in that way. Okay. I don't want to give away too much, but I'm going to leave you guys with this. You know, again, I'm asking you, was Manson a sadistic psychopath? Was he really a killer, even though he never killed anybody? Or was he just a charismatic, intelligent, neglected product of the system who wanted nothing more than to have some flavor of stability in his life? I don't know. So far, the way that I heard it, um, I would go with the second option. But, you know, everybody knows the, the horrible side of the story. Which we didn't want to bring it like that because you can literally just Google him and a million and jillion things will pop up right. about the situation and the the events that happened and the murders and all this other stuff. But honestly, like it's been so overtold that maybe you guys wanted to hear a different side of the story that maybe you might have not thought you wanted to hear. But exactly, it's like me. I didn't really. I was like, yeah. I'm going to see where she's going to take this episode. But honestly, like, I didn't know any of this stuff about him. Uh, some, some things, the prisons and all that, you know, you see his mugshot and everything. But just some of the other stuff, like, 
I grew up in such a rough area that like I can relate to some of the stuff that he was going through about how your parents weren't there and you spent a lot of time at the bars and stuff with them because that's the place that they like to be. And I, I was like, yeah, you know, I knew about the, the pitcher of beer story and everything, but it's like, you know, I get it. I get that, that, um, the parents, they can't control themselves with the way that they are. Because they had circumstances that maybe, like, they got knocked up. Oops. You know? 15, 16. Yeah. But they're not done living their life the way they want to live it. It doesn't matter if they have a kid or not. Right. And it's like, yeah, I get that. I get that a little bit. So for anybody that hasn't watched it, there is a really good show. It actually was on FX, I think, at the time that it was on. It only has two seasons, but it is based around, like, Charlie Manson loosely loosely but i was re-watching it. it's called aquarius it has david duchovny in it and it is on netflix and you can watch both seasons on there but it does i wanted to re-watch it after doing all this research because i wanted to see how much was really in there of like the truth stuff and they do have a lot of interesting factors like that i bring up like how he talks about yeah my mom she didn't give a fuck she traded me for a pitcher of beer do you know what that feels like to be a child and be traded like things that I never caught before when I watched right. it so I definitely if you guys are into watching it's a scripted show or whatever obviously but um it has a lot of the facts in there and if you really look at it from another person like when I first watched it, I looked at it from the perspective of oh well that's a famous serial killer like situation like I know the story but yeah. I really didn't Right. So I encourage you guys to watch that or at least get into a couple episodes of it and see how you feel about it. And what's it called again? Um, It's called Aquarius. Okay. And it's on Netflix. All right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll link that down in the show notes for sure. Also, we're going to link our socials. Yeah. On the bottom of the show notes. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Monsters of the Midwest. You know, Facebook has been... Uh, you know, we, we've kind of been stagnant, but we're getting we're getting up there. Instagram, that's videos, reels, uh, pictures of who we're talking about, and you know, just general. Um, this is who we're talking about this week. Also, please um, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. Leave us whatever comment you like. Um, it is uh boosting us up the algorithm. And I did check it yesterday, and we got three new things so thank you whoever you three people are we appreciate it i do notice and i do love you so much also if you think that we suck put that on there too because it still boosts up the algorithm we like it (laughs) yes um and last but certainly not least uh we're working on some little secret secret stuff one of which is a live event um, we're not going to tell you what it is just yet, but it's a live event, and uh, we are excited to be there. It'll actually be uh, our second year there because our first year we were a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're also working on the merch. We're working on the merch just and for it's y'all. It's going really great. So yes, far. but you know we got to leave you with the tidbit. Always remember the code of the Midwest. Don't talk to that weirdo on the street corner. Always. Go with a buddy to the bathroom. And lock your fucking doors. I don't care what day it is. Lock your fucking doors. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>